Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The words which we focus on tonight, on this, the eve of our Thanksgiving holiday, come to us from the end of the book of First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians is a relatively short book. It's a letter of the Apostle Paul. It only takes up a few pages in most English Bibles. Thessalonians is a letter from the Apostle Paul to a congregation of relatively new Christians. And these new Christians had endured much suffering. And yet Paul saw that these Christians had endured through the suffering and their faith was still strong. And for this he was thankful. So it's a letter of thanksgiving and also a letter of instruction and encouragement. And at the end of this letter, there's a number of short, successive encouragements. And the one that we look at tonight is this. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. Fitting words for a letter to a congregation of people who endured suffering. It's easy to be thankful when things are going well, right? In good times, it's pretty easy to be thankful. Just look at our holiday of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is kind of the forgotten holiday. It's sandwiched right in between the fun and the costumes and the candy of Halloween and all of the frenzy of Christmas, and yet look at how we celebrate Thanksgiving. We gather with family and friends. Often we travel long distances. And then we sit there at the table and we watch the, tur the turkey come out, we watch the potatoes, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, the beans, whatever it is in your family that, that has a recipe that's legend and you just can't wait to eat it this one time every year. And then you watch the football games and the parades. It's a pretty extravagant holiday. There's a lot to be thankful for. And then on top of that, that's just Thursday, then there's Friday. Black Friday, and if you're one of those people who goes out and shops and likes to get the deals, then look at all of the blessings that you have around you in the world. There's plenty of physical and material blessings. There's plenty of blessings by way of family and friend. And they're all around us and all in view during this Thanksgiving season. It's easy for us to see the blessings and count them to reach out and touch them and, and to eat them and to hug them. Those are our blessings when it's Thanksgiving time. And it's easy for us to say, thank you, God, for all of these things that I see around us. And it's not wrong to do that. And we're exactly right when we do that. Those things do come from God. And it's right for us to be thankful for them. And it's right for us to give thanks to God for those. But it's not the only thing we have to be thankful for when times are good. Don't limit yourself just to giving thanks to the things that you see around you, to the things that you can touch and count. Give thanks for the one thing that you always have. Give thanks to God for the Savior that he's given you. A Savior who loved you so much that he came to this earth and walked on this earth and died on the cross for you 
and took away your sins and rose from the dead and promised to you that he would raise you from the dead too and take you to be in eternal glory with him. That's a promise that's there in those good times that maybe we forget about, but it's there. It's always there. And it's something for us to give thanks for along with all those other blessings that we see. But now, of course, times are not always good. Not always are we going to be in the fun and happy circumstances of a holiday like Thanksgiving. What about the one who has lost their loved one? Maybe recently, maybe a long time ago. Think of the widow or the widower that you know that's maybe sitting among you tonight And think about the times when they're sitting at home and they're lonely or overwhelmed or they're doing something for the first time in a long time on their own when they're so used to having done it with somebody else. Do they have a reason to give thanks? Or maybe you had a tough day at work or a tough week at work and now it's Monday morning and you dread it because you know you have to go back to work and face whatever it is that makes you feel so beaten down at the end of the day, at the end of the week. And now you're going to have to do that again and again, all week long, all month long, all year long, with no end in sight. In that circumstance, do you have anything to give thanks for? Or think even of the Christians around the world who face persecution, persecution much more severe than maybe we can even imagine as we stand here in America, as we sit in our warm homes with all the conveniences. Christians who face the very real threat of death because of the fact that they are Christians, because of their faith. Do those Christians have anything to give thanks for? Do we have any reason to give thanks when things aren't going so well, when we're stuck in bad times? Is there any reason? The answer is yes. Yes, dear Christian, there is a reason for you to give thanks. Even in bad times, there is always a reason to give thanks. Because a Christian's thankfulness is not dependent on the circumstance. A Christian's thankfulness is dependent on status, the status of being a Christian. And that status doesn't go away even in the bad times. That status isn't only there when times are good and you can see the blessings and count them on your hands and fingers and toes. The, the, good, the, the, the status of being a Christian is always there. You always have the promise that Jesus died for your sins. You always have the promise of Jesus that he is with you. He said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's no empty promise. There's no sword of the persecutor that can separate you from the promises of God 
The death of a loved one certainly leaves a hole in our life, but it doesn't punch a hole through the promises of God. The lowest of lows can't take away the promises of God. And so we always have a reason to be thankful. In good times, in bad times, in all the times in between. Because we know that life is never constant. It's never always high. It's never always low. And sometimes those middle times almost feel like a low. The circumstances change, but the reason for thankfulness never does. Because the reason is not based on circumstances. It's based on your status as a Christian. Have you ever had a situation where you knew that what you were experiencing was, was not the best and it was tough, but you knew, you knew be, that there was a certain and definitive end to it. I had a summer job during college that I did every summer when I would come back where I worked at an eye doctor's office. And all that I did all summer long was file papers into the computer system. I would take stacks of patient registration sheets, stick them through a, a, a scanner, run it through the scanner, save it on the computer, wash, rinse, and repeat over and over and over again for eight hours a day. It was just as boring as it sounds. And people who worked there would come to me and say, I, I don't know how you keep doing this summer after summer. I would get bored. I, I would go crazy sitting in this room alone just running these papers through there. But for me, I knew that at the end of summer, come August, I would go back to school and I'd be free of that job. I was thankful that there was going to be an end to the job and I knew that I always had that reason to be thankful because the job was on, only going to last about three months or so. Now, obviously, I don't tell you that story because it's so exciting. <laughs> it's about as exciting as the job was. But I think you get the connection, don't you? Our life is not always the greatest while we're here on this earth. In fact, many times it's awful. The circumstances that we endure are hard. But we know that we have something to look forward to. There's something in our future that is certain and we know that it's coming for us. We know that our Savior is going to take us to be with him in glory. Whether it's when we die or if we are blessed to be alive when the last day comes and we see Jesus coming in the clouds in his glory, we know that he is coming to take us back, to take us with him to heaven. So dear Christians, you always have a reason to give thanks in every circumstance. But now, our verse here in Thessalonians, as Paul writes, mentions another reason why we give thanks. And that's because this is God's will for us as Christians. Give thanks in every circumstance, for this is God's will for you. What is God's will? God's will is what he desires for us to do. God's will is what he wants to happen. And what he wants us to do as Christians is to be thankful. He says it's 
the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. God has put us in Christ Jesus as his own dear children. And the children of God in Christ Jesus do the will of God. That's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 12. Jesus himself says, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. The children of God do God's will, and God's will is that we are thankful in every circumstance. We do the will of God because we are Christians. We are thankful in every circumstance because we know those promises are always with us. We know that we perishable human beings have been clothed with the imperishable and death has been swallowed up in victory and now we are going to live forever and we can always be thankful in every circumstance. Take an airplane full of passengers. The pilot wants to fly. The passengers want to fly. That's why they're on the plane, right? Everyone that's inside of this plane, contained in this plane, wants to fly. That's the whole purpose of being on the plane. God wants you to be thankful. God puts you in the plane. That is, he puts you in Christ Jesus. You're in Christ Jesus for this purpose of being thankful. That's what it's all about there. And so when we are grumpy, or we complain, or we never are thankful because everything is awful for us, and it's just horrible, and God never does anything good for us, we're rejecting that Savior, we're denying him. We're denying the blessings that he gives us. We're throwing them away. Because in Christ, we do the will of God, which is being thankful. Consider the Apostle Paul who wrote the words that we have in Thessalonians. He wrote this letter of encouragement, these words inspired by God to the congregation. The end of Paul's life, what was that like? He was in prison, in Rome, under house arrest. It wasn't his ideal situation, not by a long shot. He had the threat of his death looming over his head. It was always there. He didn't know when it was coming, but he knew it was coming. He didn't get to see all of those Christians that he loved so dearly and all of the churches throughout that ancient world which he traveled through. He would have much rather been out somewhere, freely traveling, spreading the gospel from town to town and city to city, but he couldn't. He was stuck in prison waiting to die. And he could have been bitter or depressed or angry. And yet in each of his letters that he wrote from imprisonment, the letter to the Philippians and to the Ephesians and the Colossians and, and the letter of Philemon, he gives thanks. It's almost the opening. He gives thanks for the Christians that he's writing to, that they are, are living their Christian life and they're steadfast in the faith. He thanks God for this. He thanks God that they're, they're living their faith despite the circumstances that are going on around them. He thanks God that seeing these Christians living their faith encourages him, 
Paul in his own faith. Paul gives thanks for all these spiritual gifts which God has given to him. He gives thanks to God for the promises that are unchanging despite the circumstances. Paul gave thanks because his status as a Christian was sure. No matter what was going on around him in his life. In fact, in the letter to the Colossians, he writes, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Christians are different from other people in the world. I think we've established that because their thankfulness is constant. And that means that we approach everything we do with a thankfulness that flows from our thankfulness to God for what he's given us. It's not always easy to be a mother or a father or a husband or a wife or a child or sister, brother, cousin, boss, whatever it may be, and yet the Christian approaches all of these facets of life with thankfulness. Enduring the good and the bad and the in-between with thankfulness to God for the promises and the assurances and the blessings that he's given us. We Christians always have a reason to give thanks. This is God's good and gracious will for us. So tomorrow, as you sit around the table with all the trappings, the feast lays before you and the friends surround you, give thanks to God for those blessings and give thanks to God for the Savior that he's given you. And then next week and next month and next year, whenever it may be that maybe you're just sitting there in the morning eating your bowl of cereal or at the restaurant grabbing a burger from the fast food place, give thanks to God. Because Christians are always thankful, no matter the circumstance. Because your status in God is always the same. Your status in Christ Jesus is always the same. Thanks be to God. Amen.